Welcome to the Future Design Academy podcast, which is all about how to find and do the work you love. Hosted by Rachel Sparks, master career navigator, author, and international HR executive. This show is where you will learn how to deliberately design your career and ultimately be your best self and do your best work. Welcome to today's lesson of the Career Navigator Coaching Program. This is Rachel Sparks, your Career Navigator, and we are up to Lesson 7, Master Your Network. So just as a reminder, we're in Module 2, which is about mastering your positioning, which is all about being connected. So why are we mastering our positioning? It's all about pull marketing versus push marketing and being known for knowing something. And today we're going to be focusing on this third thing, which is the targeted focus messaging to key people of influence for your progress goals. So remember, your progress goals are positional moves, pay rises or promotions. And today we're going to be thinking about, well, who are those key people of influence inside and outside of your organization? So why master your networking? So what it's going to give you when you're a master of your networking, you're going to give and receive value, ideas and information to people uh, in and outside of your organization, which makes you better at your job. You are also going to be recommended for opportunities that are not publicly advertised, so otherwise known as the hidden job market. You will be much more in control of your career and probably live with a lot less anxiety should you be worried ever about being made redundant, for example. And you will certainly know what you're worth. So people who network more are more aware of their market value because they're just having more conversations with people outside of their organization. Okay, so what I want to introduce you to you is the idea of who are these key people of influence. And I want you to start thinking about the VIP man. It's a very important man. It's not sexist. It's basically an acronym for the types of people who have an influence over positional moves inside and outside of an organization. So VIP stands for thinking about the type of person that you're going to be targeting. So the vocation is well, what kind of role are they in? So if you're in marketing, you're going to be targeting people who are in marketing. Uh, the industry, of course, is your uh, target industries. So if you want to be in banking, if you want to be in farming, of course, you're going to have target industries. So you want to be honing in on and laser targeting people who are in those types of industries. And then position means what level are the people at? So if they're a peer, that is fine, but they're going to be more of a value um, exchange person and somebody who can probably help you solve problems rather than somebody who necessarily who's going to be able to hire you in the future. Uh, and certainly if they're a more junior person, again, that person could be of great value to you. You could be of great value to them, but they're not necessarily going to be somebody who's going to hire you. So you want to be thinking about people who are at your level or above in the position uh, factor of the VIP. The second side is man, and man stands for money. So is the people, other people in your networking plan, uh, do they have the money to hire you? So this means, are they the ones with the budget? Do they have the actual ability to uh, sign off on your 100000 150000 or whatever it is, salary, to hire you or uh, hire you as a contractor or whatever it may be? The second one is authority. Do they have the authority? Are they the line manager 
or the hiring manager that actually has the power to sign a contract. This is really key when you're networking because if they're not, then you need to find out well, who would that person be down the track. And then the third thing is need. It's one thing for them to have the money and the authority, but if they don't need you right now, then then they may never um, hire you. So if you have all of these three things, when you're networking with someone, whether it's a coffee or at a networking event, and you identify that this person does have the money, they do have the authority, and they do need you, then they're a great key person of influence and a great target for your networking. Okay, so some networking 101s. There's slight differences between internal networking and external networking. If you work in a large organization, you have an advantage that you have already got a common platform to start talking to these people, and a common platform in particular of being able to email them internally. Uh, so what is a great idea to start thinking about who are your VIP mans inside of your organization if you're in a larger or even a smaller organization? in alignment with your progress influences. So thinking about your next progress goals, who are the people of influence inside of your organization who are going to uh, have power over that decision? So normally it's probably one to five people inside of your organization. And then there's going to be your development influences. So say you want to do specific development activity over the next 12 months. You want to be thinking about, well, who are the people inside my organization who have influence over those and, and network with those people, start, start reaching out to them, have coffees with them, talk to them about how you can get onto those programs. The two reasons why you're going to be networking with people inside of your organization um, outside of specific progress goals are also career exploration. So you're going to be sitting down with them, not interviewing, but talking about potential career uh, moves, whether or not they're right for you, asking them questions, and it's great exploration for you to be able to find out about things without actually walking into that role. Another great reason to catch up with people is to problem solve. So you could uh, say, for example, want to make a move into a new team and you could actually catch up with an individual and say, look, can I um, meet with you for a coffee to talk to you about a specific problem? Now you talk about that specific problem and end up asking them a whole bunch of questions about what it's like working in that team if there's any roles coming up. This is a really great reason to catch up with them and also keeps you front of mind for uh, potential roles in the future. When you're doing external networking, again, the only difference is they may not know you, you may not have met them before, and you don't have a common platform. So you've got to sort of create that connection, create that common platform first. You can do that on social media or at networking events. Um, there's a whole other separate lesson on social media which will cover how to make connections with people that you don't know. But what I would do is just spend some time thinking about who your VIP man individuals are in your target industry and company, but also thinking about who your peers are in your non-targets. So for example, you, like I said, you might want to get into banking, but you might have some incredible peers in the technology industry who you could share value with um, and get ideas from because of what you do for work, but that might not be in a target company or industry that you might want to work in, but it's a great thing to be networking with that particular person. Um, and again, uh, you could then network with people who are at a more senior level than you in those non-target industries. So have a think about who those people are as well. And it's certainly worth your time meeting with those people for a shared value reason. 
Again, the reasons why you catch up with people from a networking perspective are not just so you can get in front of roles. It's this shared value idea, giving and receiving information, ideas and value are part of what networking is so great. You will pick up innovative ideas as well as being in front of future opportunities. Career exploration again and problem solving is also another way, uh, another benefit of um, external consulting. So, and problem solving is also another benefit of external networking. So a networking plan, follow this really simple plan. Basically sit down and identify who are the target industries that you want to be working at in the future and then identify target companies within those industries. I would say approximately 50 companies. You could have less, but let's just go for 50 companies and then identify one to three of your VIP man individuals within those companies. So you could have a list of 100 to 150 targets and that becomes your core network. Uh, then you identify who those VIP man in individuals are in your current network. So that means you might have a LinkedIn profile, you might um, just go through your phone book in, in your iPhone and think, well, who, who are the people who are already at my level or above who may have the money authority I need to hire me for my next role? It might only be one person, but it's, it's better than nothing. And then you would then go ahead and identify those people who are your peers, who might not be your target individuals, but they could also be helpful for problem solving and value exchange in your current network. This becomes your core network. It's a really good idea to identify who these people are so you're not going out there and networking blindly, wasting time talking to people who are not of benefit to you and who you're not really going to benefit either. So some networking ideas are industry events or conferences, meetups, training days, internal meetings, brand bag lunches, of course, volunteering at charity. You could join networking groups. Um, a lot of these groups join and get together before the workday, 7.30 in the morning, for example. And then, of course, my favorite, which is personal networking, meeting people for coffees, etc. And don't forget that you're, you are networking when you meet people at bars and barbecues, um, but just be sure to grab contact details, put them in LinkedIn and follow up. Some networking techniques that I coach on, I've actually got this one technique which I do a lot of training on in the live workshops that I do and I've actually got a bonus video for you, it's about a 15 minute bonus video where I coach live this three person technique for live networking events in particular and it's really going to teach you that skill of when you're feeling uncomfortable at a networking event and you've gone on your own. It's going to give you the ability to meet more than one person on the night um, and certainly that time when you've met somebody, you've kind of done the intros and you get to that awkward place where there's nothing left to say and you want to kind of move on to other people but you're not sure how. So watch that video after this video and that, that will give you some good training on how to use that technique. The tomb time technique is really, really basic but it's what 99% of people don't do. It's, it's effectively if you've met somebody for the first time and then you follow them up with an email or even a phone call to catch up with them for a coffee and they don't get back to you or they just say that they're not, not um, available. Literally, all you do is you say, no problem, I'll put you in my diary for four weeks from now, six weeks from now, three months from now, whatever you say, and just contact them the second time in the same way that you contacted the first time and ask them for a coffee again. 
This has a huge strike rate of about 75% for me. So when I get back to them that second time, they're so amazed that you actually remember to get back to them and that you have the consistency and the integrity of getting back to them. They generally do then say that they are available for that coffee. So the two-time technique is really, really simple, but it's just a matter of you being consistent and uh, having integrity. The 100 Coffee Challenge is something that I set my clients to have 100 one-on-one coffees with the 100 to 150 people in their VIP man uh, plan over a one-year period. It is challenging because it's meeting two people a week who they may or may not have met before. So the idea is it does take a lot of folks a lot of time. If you get into a zone where you're meeting uh, two people a week, you will basically never have to worry about applying for a job again. <laughs> the idea is that you'll be so well networked that you're, you'll have opportunities coming to you uh, on a monthly basis. So uh, the, the idea is just to experiment with that if you are proactively looking for work, if you've already identified what it is that you're looking for. If you have two coffees a week, I could pretty much guarantee you that within... Mm, 10 to 12 weeks, you will have three or four job offers on your plate, guaranteed. So I do put the challenge out to you. If you have 100 copies in one year, that there is almost no chance that you would have not received multiple job offers in that one year. And then uh, networking techniques, of course, social media. Social media has absolutely revolutionized how we can network. You no longer just have to rock up to a, uh, an industry event or an actual physical thing. Uh, there's a way of softly introducing yourself in a really authentic, great way via social media. So like I said, I've got a whole lesson on social media and, and the four steps um, or emails that you can choose to come across um, in a really great way, not a sleazy, slimy or annoying way, uh, by using LinkedIn in particular uh, when you're wanting to begin the networking conversation with people who are in your VRP man plan. Okay, so that's the lesson on networking. I'm really looking forward to the uh, conversation in the Q&A on this. And if you've got any questions, again, put it in the community forum. And um, looking forward to answering all your questions on networking. This has been Rachel Sparks, uh, your career navigator. Love your work. Thank you for listening to the Future Design Academy podcast. We believe that everyone can design a career that aligns to their unique passions and talents and find the courage to take that path. We hope that you have enjoyed the show and will take action to apply something learned today so that you too can find and do the work you love. Don't forget to subscribe for more inspiring and practical episodes from Rachel and the Future Design Academy. If you are interested in working with Rachel to be your best self and do your best work and are ready to design the career you really want, then please head to www.futuredesignacademy.com and check out her online and group coaching programs today.